0: Now
1: what? Now 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 what?
0: Now what? Yeah, just like that. Okay, today I have my spray. You do? Yeah, today I'm feeling it. I'm excited. Oh, just, mm. yeah, it's so good. Um, I was thinking the other day about how I just, it makes me feel good every time I do it.
1: It's refreshing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I'm glad we do this. I am
0: too- <laughs> how are you, Tamar?
1: I am doing well, uh, a little tired today. Uh, just you know we're into the um, 30-day challenge so I feel like I'm actually detoxing from coffee yeah uh, which is good because it's something that's been a long time coming Mm -hmm. but so far so good Mm -hmm. I'm I'm pretty happy with it so yeah just drinking lots of water if you're new
0: to the show, welcome to the show. Uh Tamar's talking about the challenge that we have. It's called Witness Yourself Change Challenge. It's inside the community. You can learn more about that over at the Now What Society in the community. Uh, it's, you know, it's free and you will literally see yourself transform in less than 30 days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Tamar,
1: you're <laughs> in it to win it. Oh, I'm in it to and I posted my pictures. So when nice. you're in there. Don't be shy. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I used to be like, no, not doing it. But I'm like, no, this time I'm doing it.
0: Yeah. Get out of the comfort zone and make change. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm hanging out with my friend Tamar Medford. And I'm hanging out with my friend Lane Kennedy. And we're hanging out with you. Thanks for being with us here uh, on the Now What Society. Yeah, I think uh, I'm a couple days now into no tech, no more Instagram. Uh, I almost caught myself wanting to, and then I just said, no. Uh, So I'm really, I'm really, really grateful for that. Uh,
1: today we have a special guest. Yeah, we do. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm super excited. Oh, we're here with D. Just (laughs) D. Just Just
0: D. Just (laughs) D. Gorgeous
1: D.
2: Uh, thank you ladies.
0: Nice so to fun to be
2: international today, right? Yeah. Arizona tomorrow you're in Vancouver. I'll probably say that's the old, that's as close to Vancouver as I'm ever going to get is you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh,
2: awesome.
1: and, and Lane, that would
2: be a good road, road trip up to San Francisco.
0: Yes. I'm always looking for company. Love it. Mm-hmm. I love when friends come and visit, especially, you know, just people that I've met in the online world. Meeting them in person. So it's it's so cool.
2: Cause then you talk to somebody and they're like, oh, you have a yurt in Oregon? Oh my gosh, I would love to come visit, you know. And they're Mm -hmm. like, stop by anytime. That's what I tell people. Yeah, I have a pool in the front yard. And if you're ever just passing through, you know. It's just fun to think that we're international and it's, you know, just the three of us. It could be anybody Mm -hmm. in your, you know, online communities, but it's neat to know that everybody talks about these same things. Everybody, yeah, you know, we're connected by. Sometimes we're connected by the bad as much as we are the good, and that's Mm -hmm. what you know Mm -hmm. binds us together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So perfectionism and more. Thank you.
0: Yeah, we're talking about perfectionism and more today. I thought this was a this would be a great conversation. Uh, You know, being a person who lives in long term recovery, and I don't really talk about it so much. Uh, You know, we talk about it sometimes on the show here, but I. I feel that my, my addiction to more is major. Like we've joked around about the matcha, you know, to, I has, I had a really bad matcha and then I went, I really had a bad addiction to mint mojitos, decaf, decaf, mind you, mint mojitos. Um, like I, I just, I like beverages and I want more of them all the time. And that's problematic And at, at you know, no matter if I'm in long-term recovery or not. Uh,
2: And I just told a story this morning about more. I got a, I got one of those four wheel quads and you press the little button and it goes fast. uh What do you think I did? You press the button and you make it go faster and hello tree. You know, my literally first weekend, thank goodness I was wearing a helmet, but that's what we do. Oh, it goes this fast. Mm -hmm. I want more, (laughs) you know? Oh, this matcha tastes this delicious. Let me have three more. And now I'm not sleeping. You know, it's, There's always more. Oh, that works so well. I mean, I was literally thinking about more when you were talking about perfectionism and I'm like, I need a picture. Mm -hmm. And I had a little tea party for my granddaughter last weekend and I was making some fancy whipped cream. And you know, the, the deal with whipped cream, it's supposed to be, what do they call it? Firm peaks. And I'm blending and blending and blending. And I'm like, oh, that looks good. But you know, the deal with any like creamy recipe, if you go a little bit too far, It falls or it breaks or whatever that is. It looked like whipped cream. It tasted like whipped cream, but I wanted to do it just a little bit more and poof, now it's ruined, you know? (laughs) I needed to see a picture of that's what my pushing, pushing, pushing for perfectionism does. It makes everything go poof, you know?
0: Yeah, then you have butter and it's not even that good of butter. (laughs) It's it's like, "Uh," because you got to add the salt. (laughs) Butter tastes good with salt, right? Like, so when you're just, "Uh," it's like, ah, Uh, so Dee, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Uh, I'm glad that you were said yes to coming on. Share with our listeners a little bit just so we can get a feel for you, like who you are, how you showed up. Um, I know Dr. Dawn had connected mm-hmm. us. Uh, so let's just give our listeners some insight to who who's Dee.
2: Uh, I like to work backwards. It's like now I'm a nurse, I'm a you know integrative health coach. A lot of us meet in that world too. Um I love behavioral health nursing because I think when people sometimes have the worst day of their life, I feel it's important that there's somebody there that understands what they're going through versus just, oh, honey, it'll be okay. No, it might not be okay today. Um, I met Dr. Dawn. I love, um, like I said, uh, being with people when they are in recovery and we were at a, uh, a nice place where people were coming to get over their traumas and to get healed from things. Um, before that, like I said, just any kind of nurse, it started in, you know, when you're a nurse, you have to be the basic, the I do everything nurse, you learn everything you could possibly learn, and then you just start specializing, and I love the emergency room, imagine that, it's like, woohoo, it's almost, for me, it goes back to that more, it's like I can get that cheap thrill and almost the thank you that that's not me today, um, and then the behavioral health nursing, and and before that, you know, there was I was literally a Sunday school teacher. I was a radio disc jockey. And then before that, anything before that, I call that my other life. You know, it's like, it was a lot of things that I tried to do or trying to do and ruined because I couldn't stay sober or sober minded. So, you know, I was in the military. I always say that saved me in recovery. You know, you do these little things because somebody suggested it. Why? Because someday it might save your life. And so I used everything that we have learned along the way, sober or not, you know, I feel like their tools that we're going to use later. And it's just, you know, it's a whole new world. It's a whole new way of living. So and that's a little bit about me.
1: I, I love that you said in the beginning there, when you were talking about uh, being a behavioral health nurse, how sometimes it's things aren't going to be okay because that drives me crazy. Right. When you're going through, like, I know right? Things are going to work out, right? And we're going to come out of everything. But you don't want to hear that. I found in certain partnerships in the past, it's like, everything's going to be okay. And your world's falling apart. I'm like, right now, it's just not okay. Like, why can't I? Like, it's okay to not be okay. So thank you for saying that. Exactly.
2: It's okay not to be okay. And that's where the perfectionism, uh, that was Uh, about year 14, I had already done, you know, degree number two, looking for degree number three, let's have, you know, who was I trying to do more for, but it became that um, I was not okay, you put on the face that you are, you keep pushing, and then, you know, something's got to give, and it was, I always, I have this joke where some people are like, oh, you're going through a bad time, it's not okay, you know, and then there's people that, Wish you would just drink, so you would get, you know. And it's like, no, you don't want to be that way. People were like looking at me, like, "D, do you not see? There's something wrong with you." They they thought I was drinking. They thought I, I was emotionally, spiritually, and physically relapsed. I just had not, um, you know, put anything in my body. And it was because it was just that more. And who was I trying to please? I had learned that from early sobriety. I spent a lot of time trying to please people for what? <laughs> You know, and then they were all different. So you had to be different yous and you had to, you know, in my early sobriety was that, oh, there's one higher power. It's funny. You you please that one and all these other people fall in line or they don't, they fall away. And you're like, Sue, I got rid of that one almost, (laughs) you know, because we spend so much time trying to be perfect for everybody else and we are losing us. And so. It's, it's almost painful, the perfectionism when, when Lane and I talked earlier, it was like perfectionism and more, and it was sounded like great, but I couldn't just, and more and more and more. So it's, it's okay to not be okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't, I don't feel good today. You can say that and be okay with that.
0: Mm -hmm. I want to hear, you know, you said I got this degree and I got this done and, you know, I, I, (laughs) right. I see all the plaques on the wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, what was that final moment of like? None of this is working, right? Like, I don't need any more degrees and certificates and classes and things. Like, what was it that really brought you to that moment of okay, enough is enough?
2: It's actually one of the plaques that's on the wall, and it's not even a plaque. It's just a little newspaper article that I say little, but uh, in 2017, and I didn't need to do it because. You know, uh, my experience getting me into recovery was a bad legal mess, literally a convicted felon. Mm. And just throughout my life in sobriety, I overcame little things. And what's really neat for people to hear is, when the door closes, they say, "No, you can't do this because of that, But if you just do this, one more thing, And so I just did the one little things, but I got a presidential pardon in two thousand and seventeen. And the truth was by two thousand and seventeen, I had become a nurse. There was nothing about my past that kept me from becoming what I wanted to be in the future. But once I did that and to hear like other people's, um, well, why did you do it? I did it to show the next person that you can do anything you set your mind to. You know, I just, people are like, oh, why don't you go back and be this kind? I don't want to. I, I, I would rather, like I said, be with people on the worst day of their life versus you know, some other kind of position or nurse that I get to say hi to you for five minutes every three months and check in on you. I want to be that person that's with you in the ditch, no matter what side of the road you're on in the ditch, you know? So once I realized that, that it's that silly, Um, a lot of people have heard it and some people have it, but the, the starfish story, you know, the old man walking down the beach and he sees a little kid picking up starfish and throwing them back in the ocean. And there's thousands and the old man's like, Oh, kid, you're not going to make a difference. There's too many of them. He picks up one starfish and the little kid throws it back in and he looks at the old man. He says, I made a difference to that one. You know, if I can just help one person, you know, one person, we go, we, we have interactions and touches with people all day. I don't have to be like this big grandiose overachiever when the person that probably needs the help the most is walking right beside me or literally I've bumped into them. So it's just making a difference to one.
1: Uh, Okay. So I love that because I I've heard things in my recovery from people, right. That I've passed on. And sometimes you don't even realize you're passing it on. So when you say, you know, one person might've made a difference in your life or your day, you passing that on to somebody that makes like it has this ripple effect
2: for sure for sure and you think about especially like women like i'm still pretty close to early sobriety whether it's at work or intentionally and you just forget gosh the littlest things at the beginning are like huge eye-opening uh aha moments so when you see that one person like they start like getting these things on their own you're like you realize There's a kid attached. There's a a spouse attached. There's a generation of moms or grandmas that their hopes have been like, oh, she's she just hasn't been feeling well for ten years, (laughs) you know. And so to see our one little ripple, and then to know that it's going to ripple on from that next person, so it's Mm -hmm. perfection is like, ugh, perfectionism would keep us from throwing that pebble because we worry the ripple won't look right, you know. (laughs) So we miss an opportunity.
1: And it's so true. I mean, okay, so this morning, I had to get up really early and leave at 4am to go take my mom to the hospital. And I got back at 6am. And you know, I was chatting with my partner and she's like, I'm like, Oh, I have all these things to do. And she goes, Why don't you actually take a nap? And, you know, and I'm like, well, I got these all like I have a day because I booked off a lot of the day because we didn't know what time the surgery is at. So I'm like looking at this opportunity to do more right and finish more. And she goes, can I ask you something, though? Wouldn't you be more productive if you had a nap now as opposed to trying to do all that stuff? And I just, you know, sometimes I need people to call me out in my life because, like you said, I have this desire that if I have the time, I'm going to fill it, fill it. But I need to nap. That's what I needed in that moment. So you know, for you, I I know you had said about early recovery and the tools that you've learned. When you catch yourself getting into that more, how how do you you know what do you do to kind of go back and slow down?
2: It's usually something has to come off the plate. Um, I'm in the I'm in like I'm in transition right now. I've been offered um, a position somewhere, and I was very honest about all the things that are on my plate. Like I have the salad, the appetizer. I got the whole thing on one plate right now. And they're like, so what are you going to do? And I said, you know, and thinking about who is listening, we are people that have experienced in our lives having full plates and we hate to take something off, but then we remember that, (sighs) that like sigh or that freedom we get when we take something off the plate, because we know if there's too much on the plate, something's not getting everything that we have to offer it so it's almost it's kind of it's kind of counterintuitive I'm not doing things well so something's got to go and so it it sounds like I want to be perfect again but it's like I just want to be well you know just well in general so looking now I know there's like two things one of them I just took off saying hey maybe I'll come back and in my heart of hearts I knew you're the first one to go and I didn't know how to tell them that (laughs) you know (laughs) and so you know, it just that, like you said, sometimes it really is. Could I please have a nap? And everybody's like, Would you please? <laughs> Let me get your
0: blanket. Yeah. I'm on uh, day, I don't even know, seven or eight of no social media, no no mm. tech, no. Exactly. Um, the only thing I'm doing, because it was too much, it was too much. It was like more, 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 right? I got to be on, I got to be making these reels, I got to be sending the emails, I got to be more, more like, and, and for me, it's gotta be perfect, right? Like Ooh. there's no just showing up halfway for it. Uh, and I have a really good girlfriend where she's like, who gives a fly just do it. And, I, but that's right. not how I operate. Right. So yeah, I just gave it up. I was like, enough of this because I want to be free. I want to be f- in my skin. I want to sleep. I sleep well at night anyway, but right. th- there's like a, a, a greater freedom in that. Like there's a sense mm-hmm. of happiness Um, because Mm -hmm. I'm not striving for that, um, perfectionism that it's never going to be perfect. My reels are never going to be perfect. Right. Right. It's like ridiculous that I'm even striving for something like this, that our society, our culture has said, this is something that's really important to do. Oh my God. Don't even (laughs) get me started. Don't even get me started. Don't
2: don't get me started. I won't let you, how about I won't let you get started. Cause I'll be like, yeah, I don't care either.
0: (laughs) So it just goes back to that. I like this, the word uh, sober-minded that you said earlier and how uh, as women, it's, it's like learning how to become more sober-minded the longer Mm -hmm. we're in recovery, Mm -hmm. right? It's coming back to ourselves. So I I would love for you to share with our listeners on what does that practice look like for you? How do you come back to yourself as a sober-minded woman?
2: People hate to hear it, but I am a journal freak. I mean, if I could show you like literally right behind me and I pulled them out. Now I've gotten to the point where I used to have a journal and a planner and a a bullet journal because it was pretty. And it's like, no, my whole mind, that's how my mind is when it's, I needed to put it all in one place. Like I could look in my journal today and know when you and I talked last. And then I could see I was someplace yesterday and started thinking about us today, which is probably not good, but it helped me at least- okay, now I'm only focusing on two things at once. The journal just, it almost like goes around with me and people are like, oh my gosh, what if somebody reads it? Good for them. They might get something out of it, you know? Right? <laughs> good, it's so good. good for you. I mean, the journal, and it has to be in the morning and then, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I've literally, um, just the practice of on your knees and whether it's you know, if, whether it's to a higher power up or you're down in your face going, dear God, I physically can't get up because I went to the gym six times like a 30 year old doing <laughs> in a 50 year old body or I ate too much sugar, you know, I mean, and then it, and then that's what it is. I have a couple stickies that say my medicine is working out, eating good and journaling. I mean, I don't even know. And the and the other thing that you people say, it's like, oh, well, you can't fix a bad diet with working out more. Well, I can certainly try <laughs> Because they don't want to be um, restrictive and no, you can't do this. Because I know me, if they tell us we can't, then what do we want? More. more. <laughs> so I just, you know, I even went to the 80-20 and the 80-20 could be per meal or it could be per day. And mm-hmm. I have grandkids. There's no way that I was not going to make this stupid little thing that I bought that you decorate the disgusting pancake batter with 25 more oh my gosh, it was the best two hours of my life. And I ate that disgusting stuff because she was like, my mom, mom, I made it for you. Mm-hmm. So it's good food, it's my journal and it's my exercise. And when I do my journal, I feel like that is my, my literal connection to one, my innermost self and then to my higher power. And it's usually, as you can tell, the quietest that I ever am. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, th- that's my medicine. And I just, I, I know I have to take it and I can tell when I don't. I can tell when I don't. Even the exercise and you think, oh, it hurts the day after you work out. Two days after not working out or walking, I hurt. So it just, you know, a body in motion stays in motion. You know, the good food, the, the, the body in motion stays in motion because we feed it good fuel. And I've that's been a long process. My husband and I, when he met me, this is funny, I was a roller skating car hop at Sonic.
0: No.
1: Wow. Awesome! That's brilliant. I have a good visual.
2: I was a really good roller skater, but they have like you know twenty seven thousand flavors of drinks, and I drank them all. And we were both like this, you know. And and I and I was very sick, physically sick. And Mm -hmm. you just start asking and researching, and you stop drinking soda. Then you stop, you know, eating this fast food, or you stop putting that into your body. And all of a sudden, your body, you know, everything just starts getting better. I mean, I smoked twenty something years ago. Who does, I mean, I can't, it it doesn't all happen overnight, but I know that I have to keep taking my medicine every day. Journal, eat well, and move. There's a furry little creature over here that there's always been a furry little creature my entire life. Sometimes there's two, but I feel like they are a perfect reflection of us. Mm. She's so cute.
1: Lane's got two furry big creatures.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I say little, s-
2: sixty-five pounds, little.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I gonna say now? Um, th- the little things, right, that we do. I often, you know, I have a lot of friends who are not in recovery. And they're always very inquisitive, right? They ask, you know, how do you, how do you get through this stuff? Right. How do you, when life gets tough, because a lot of us are, there's a lot of people struggling right now. Mm -hmm. And so I talk about the things that I've learned in early recovery that I still do today. And they're so simple and it it works, you know, And I'll, I'll tell people do this, this, and this. And they're like, what, like, how can that possibly help you? I'm like, it really is the little things that you do every single day that make the biggest results, right? And, and you yeah, let's so like, this journaling difference. for a minute. Like yeah. I want to
0: talk about this journaling for a minute, right? So, uh, old school pen to paper, right? D Yeah. Thank you. I literally have one in my hand. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Just like they
2: got to be perfect pens, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm just saying pen to paper, right. Really activating the neural circuitry of the brain, engaging it fully. So there's a different experience with the technology Mm -hmm. and and fingers, right? Do you find uh, when you're working with clients and like others Mm -hmm. that you're you're more rigid or strict with pen to paper or do you let was, people slip by with doing I let uh, them do tech? what
2: they want um and even like where I want them to have this amazing experience that I have we we can want everybody to have the amazing experiences we have yeah, yeah. and we can want all day long like um I'll just be honest with you right now there is someone in a 45 day um experience staying with me in my home and to watch what you really want for them one day and then 3 days later they come back and they're like wow, I did it. We want them to get it now because we know how amazing it is. We can't change somebody's process. And we know with coaching, I mean, my way is more, you know, motivational interviewing and, and reflecting. And, uh, you know, some people just want to journal what they ate. Some people just want to journal. This is how I was grateful at the end of the day. And then one of them doesn't want to journal at all. And she remembers, oh, but I put it on my phone. If it's convenient and you'll do it, we know people don't change if it's not convenient and if it's not realistic. So if you are gonna journal in that stupid little app for five minutes a day and you get some revelation at it, yay. But I love to watch people journal and get more. I I mean, I always say, like you said, it's the connection between, it's gotta go through your heart by the time it goes from your head to your hand. And I just believe that's the most realistic. You just get the most most bang for your buck. (laughs)
0: I'm all for writing. I'm all for it. Tomorrow I'm so glad that. I, I got all my right. paper all around. I'm like, put it down on paper and I'm going to get it done. If it's mm-hmm. like on that phone, I'm just, I struggle with it. I just struggle.
2: Especially you. If you're, I put these important things on my phone, but I open up the phone and there's 20 other not important things. Yeah. And I've lost the momentum. I've lost the passion. And most likely, I literally forget why mm-hmm. did I even look at my phone and what's happened. It's 30 minutes later. Yeah. And I have an account, you know, I would rather my one little journal has everything That's work, right. business, pleasure, yes. Yes. pictures, pictures of my husband, my receipts from the day. Cause I stopped carrying a purse when I fell once.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm all about the journal, the little book,
1: the little pack tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting better. I, you know, that it, writing pen to paper is way more effective. I've started doing that again. Mm -hmm. And it just, yeah, there's something about it. But I used to be one of those people that everything was online because I could do it Mm -hmm. anywhere because I traveled Mm -hmm. quite a bit. But I'm like, I can bring a journal with me. Mm -hmm. And there's something
0: about, you know, when you're online or on the keypad, it's like fast. Yes. It's, Mm -hmm. It's frenetic. It's like... Right. And when you (laughs) I try to fix it, (laughs) like when you slow down and you put the pen to paper, you actually have to think about, or like, there's a thought Mm -hmm. process that comes with the movement of the hand. It's totally different experience where sometimes you're like, I don't even know what to write. My hand won't write. Mm -hmm. Whereas opposed when my fingers are on a keypad, they'll just like something else happens. Mm-hmm. you know Such what I, a weird experience
1: it is when I, one time i went through the artist way mm-hmm. and they actually get you to journal for 20 minutes a day but they get mm-hmm. you to hand write it right mm-hmm. it's called mm-hmm. cursive mm-hmm. and i can't remember the last time i did that probably high school <laughs> and it took like i did not write a lot and you know it took quite a while to do that but it forced yeah. you to slow down and yeah. it was actually very very effective we're so uh, out of practice. Yeah, The lost
2: art of cursive, you know, they don't teach it most places. The they don't teach reading. it in school
1: anymore. That's for sure. <laughs> I had when my show- son's yeah. teacher
0: say it's not important. And I I was like, what? He's like, <laughs> it's, it's irrelevant. I was floored. Uh, by well, I'm comment. glad
2: we're on the journal. I mean, that's, that's just what I do. I mean, and I, as we would say, um, outside issues, I have someone from the outside, you know, we always are you know, we always are trying, the word perfect is so horrible. I like the word perfect. Like you're maturing, you're growing, you're trying to get better, not I have to be perfect. The word I am perfecting sounds like this journey, this adventure, you know, and that's one of the things that, did you journal? Like a lot of times I will read my journal out loud to someone else and go, I don't even remember writing that, but I know it came from Mm -hmm. my heart or I know it came from a, a struggle or a problem or a, Oh, I can't believe she said that. Or I can't believe I said that, mm-hmm.
1: you know, and it, and it helped
2: me, you know, when we look back at reflecting on our day, crap, I need to go back and fix that. I did something that I need to repair. And so, and then that's the hard thing is you've written all that. And then you go back every now and then and you read it you're like, woo you come a long way, baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now you help women, you support them, you support their wellness. Yeah, I heard you say that that you're you work in the health field. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you put most of your focus? Would you say?
2: The the interesting thing was when you are uh, you know health coaches trying to have your own business. I was getting a little concerned about all of the networking, like all of the talking about me you have to do to say, and not to mention um, wellness and health coaching is becoming this new thing that you have to explain to people what it is you're doing. Mm. And I felt like I was becoming consumed with talking about me. And for someone in recovery, early, middle, late, once we are looking, it's all about me. It just starts getting messy. So I just, I like to stay, um, I still am doing some nursing stuff. Like I said, uh, I'm actually a sexual assault nurse examiner as well. So I, I'm always finding myself, I just wanna be able to be strong in me, I'm conscious of the words that are coming out of my mouth. So when I am with people on the worst day of their life, that I don't make it worse. You know, I can't always make it better, but you darn sure don't wanna make it worse. And so I just have my hands, there's these few things on my plate that I'm not going to let go. Um, there's just some women that, and it's great for me because I used to go to like treatment centers and rehabs and get them when they were fresh. And I called them a captive audience and, you know, help them through this process. And now they, it's usually they're ones that have, you know, once you stay around for a while, people that are supporting you, they die, they move. You know, these are women that are mature in this process. And they're just looking for someone to walk along beside them on a journey. So whether it's health coaching or nursing, you know, I love teaching new nurses. Oh, it just thrills my heart, you know, to let them know that they they did this to, to touch people, you know. And so, it really is. I feel like I'm just always a teacher. That's where most of my, always a teacher somehow.
1: Mar, you're a teacher. I'm a teacher. You're a teacher.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I often think about like if
0: I wasn't teaching, what else would I be doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Do you know tomorrow what else you would be doing? No, I
1: can't even. Like I, I get so much joy. Yeah. Of, of waking up in the morning, knowing that I'm going to have conversations with amazing people, amazing mm-hmm. women and just maybe something that I teach them will Mm -hmm. really resonate and it'll create that spark where they discover their purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And there's just nothing, I, I, you know, after coming into, you know, recovery, being service, like, I'm like, how is, you know, helping other people gonna help me? But it, you know, I, that was what I thought in the beginning, but it really does, it changes your sobriety and then, I, I'm like, wait a minute. What if that's my purpose? What if everything that I've ever been through, all my experiences mm-hmm. are what led me to right now to making that decision, right? And following that intuition, my God to go, okay, this is what I meant to do in life. And I've, I haven't looked back. And it's the reason I love to wake up every morning. So and yeah. I can feel that with you too, you know, when you yeah. talk about being there and, you know, helping people's day not become worse, right? right? That's amazing. I love that. I Just think looking back about, yeah, sense. go ahead,
2: Lane. Sorry.
0: No, I think it's again, as women in recovery, there's, in order to stay here, we have to work on our self-awareness, right? It's about being self-aware, right? So when you're helping somebody D and you were talking about that sexual assault moment, and that's kind of a devastating, horrific moment in someone's life, you don't want to make it worse.
2: Absolutely
0: not. Right. Like that is terrifying and not everybody has that awareness. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Right. And so I just have so much gratitude for recovery and how sober women move in the world, Mm -hmm. how we keep evolving and how you keep evolving. So, so cool.
2: (laughs) It's amazing. It's, it's the big, it's the gift that keeps giving, you know,
0: we get it it and we keep giving
2: it. It's the gift that
0: keeps giving. So cool. Uh I know that perfectionism is, you know, what we wanted to have this conversation be about and the more and the more and the more and the more and the more. Uh but I'm I'm curious if there's anything else that you would like to share about and you know impart some of the wisdom because you've Mm -hmm. been in recovery a while and Mm -hmm. it's it's not always it's not easy. It's not a it's not rainbows and unicorns all the time, oh, no. right? And so when you got that pardon, right, you talk about that pardon, you know, like what was leading up to that? That probably wasn't rainbows and unicorns.
2: No, because for one thing, you have to dig it all back up. Just like when yeah. we share our story to help somebody else, you got to dig it all back up. And that was weird because I had mm-hmm. to go back to stuff before, you know, a lot of times we can tell our recovery stories. People don't even know. like. Right like you said, there's women in recovery and sobriety all around the world. And Mm -hmm. we don't always have to say that that's why we're so awesome. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, because there's also these, these principles behind us, which is usually basically integrity and honesty and, Mm -hmm. you know, all these great things, but it's digging up the old, the ugly before. And then when you tell people, sometimes it's not the hard stuff Mm -hmm. that's hard to get through. Sometimes. It's the exciting stuff like, oh, why can't I celebrate with a glass of wine with so-and-so? Well, I have to tell you, I I can't tell you when I thought that. I mean, I always joke I have some really dear friends that put up with me the years before sobriety. And now I go back for their two glass of wine, you know, soccer mom nights, and I drive them all over the place. We have this amazing five-day girls weekend, which I'm pretty sure weekends are usually two days, but, you know, and it just... I don't know if there's wisdom to impart in the perfectionism and the more and the, I just know that if I had never gotten anything other than not going to prison for the rest of my life, yeah. you know, now it is just this, everything else, like I said, it has just been the gift. And I always tell people, you know, I was an air traffic controller. I was a radio disc jockey. My husband always teased me. He's now I'm a teacher. He's like, you get paid to run your mouth. You know, I, I would have never in a million years in my darkest days have imagined. I wasn't even wanting things like I have today. Like I didn't even, it was so horrible. I didn't know what I wanted. You know, sometimes we didn't even want, we wanted to not, we wanted to not wake up feeling that way. And so to think that don't even think about what you want, if it's early sobriety or don't even think about what you want 10 years from now, because it's probably going to be better Mm -hmm. if you keep just, you know, letting the ripples flow. If you keep, you know, I, I was teaching somebody the other day about, you know, the power. It's like, like qigong. Gong, like you put out love. What are you going to get? You put out ugly, meat, hateful gossip, girl. What are you going to get back? You know? So it's gosh, We try to make it so complicated. And it's like, like I said, the five-year-old tea party, best, best party ever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the five-year-old tea party who never, 24 years ago, would I have thought that was the best party of my life? You know, someone asked me about New Year's resolutions. I was doing a a show one day with someone with New Year's resolutions and they were, you know, it was faith-based and they were all excited Mm and I was quiet and they all looked at me like, what's wrong? I said, I never had a New Year's resolution before because I never knew I was going to make it through another year. Mm -hmm. You know, now it's like, I look forward to, oh my gosh, what's going to be the big challenge? What are we going to try to... You know, what are we going to build in the backyard? Like, what plant am I going to, what dead plant am I going to dig? Like, it's literally, <laughs> there's no really big wisdom other than perfection is the thing that pushes people away. Mm. That perfection is the thing that makes the thing that we're looking for. You know, I shared last night, we work so hard hanging on to these things that if we keep hanging on that tight, we're going to lose it all anyhow. So just enjoy the ride. It's like, man, who thought we'd make it this far?
0: Certainly not me. Amen, (laughs) sister.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (sighs) Amazing. Amazing. I just so much of what you said resonated with me. I'm so glad that you could join us today because I think a lot like, you know, we link our our worth to how much we get done. Right. We live in a doing society. That's how I was raised. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, the more we do, the more important we become when that's not the case. And, and thank Mm -hmm. you for sharing your story and just the simple ways, the simple things that we can do every day to continue to improve. And, you know, it comes right back to service again, Mm -hmm. right? Be of service to others. So thank you.
2: The generation, it was neat that you mentioned that really quick. I had spoke to a group of like 60 women, ages 16 to 85 at this group that I spoke to And one of the things about the generation after hours is literally, they don't care about how many letters are after your name. They want to know if you can do what you say you can do, you know? So it's like literally just being leading by example. And if I don't want the next generation behind me to think that they have to be perfect and they have to do more, then I have to lead by example. It's okay to rest. It's okay to relax. Matter of fact, it's okay to fail. It's the sign of my, the picture in of my office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People think that failure is the opposite of success. It's absolutely part of it because it means yeah. you try, you yeah. know, we get to, we get to do this one more day.
0: Beautiful. Dee, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Tamar, another great episode.
1: It's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks guys. Perfectionism
1: Tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah. That is something that I've really had to work on.
0: Yeah. D really, you know, that's what I love about long-term recovery. It's like, there is no perfectionism, right? And she's kind of wrapped that up beautifully with a nice little bow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's, it's just experience. Like yeah. she just gets to keep living her life.
1: Yeah. Super cool. I liked her. I liked her too. And you know, the self-awareness, we talk about yeah. it a lot on the show is just getting to know why we do what we do right mm-hmm. always being in this state of curiosity mm-hmm. and i think we need a little more of that
0: more 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 That's <laughs> but a not too much more. but not too much <laughs> uh just checking in if you have not signed up for meditations weekly meditations over in the now what society on wednesdays at 12 pacific standard that's at noon pst
1: perfect that's lunch right. break perfect lunch break
0: it's a perfect lunch break i'm yeah. there Tamar's there mm-hmm. meditating come yeah. join us
1: uh anything else that we got going on Well, we just oh, the started book club yeah we just started what? I know it's so good where are you I know so good
0: <laughs> so good I love that book all right thanks for hanging out tomorrow
1: it was a pleasure Lane thanks